Hey guys, this is uh, Jordan from The Scriptures Become Real. Let's get a podcast where we learn, where we study, where we grow. Uh, we try to become the best versions of ourselves as we can, as we continue to serve our Lord. Um, so this is a, a pop-up a pop podcast. I can't talk today. It's a pop-up podcast. And, um, you know, this is a, a, a really good topic, I think. Um, I think it's something that we all kind of need to hear. Um, but sometimes... I don't think we hear it enough. Um, and so and so the topic is everything's going to be all right. Everything is going to be all right. You know, when you when you think about that phrase. Um, most times when that is said, it's said when you don't feel like everything is going to be all right. So it's hard to believe it, even if. It's said that everything's going to be okay. And so when, you know, when you think about it, you know, as we kind of work through this and kind of brainstorm this together with you, because this is what this is. This is literally just kind of a brainstorming um, podcast with you so we can just talk, right? So we can just talk together. Um, But, you know, you guys think about this topic of everything's going to be all right. You know, I think about so many instances where, uh, you know, people have tried to help me where I've tried to help other people and and things have in their lives, you know, they weren't going great, you know, and, and quite frankly, at times they were pretty, pretty bad where they couldn't see, you know, any light. You know, they couldn't see, you know, um, they couldn't see basically past their circumstance, which we've all been there. Um, but as we as we talk about this topic of everything's going to be all right, you know, I think about I think about our Lord and the things that he said, you know, um, you know, specifically talking about how he's the God of all comfort. Right. Second Corinthians chapter one. Um, I think about Job, who we're studying right now on Tuesdays, you know, with Job and he's wondering why God is afflicting him and and why God is hurting him and it there's so many instances where we feel like like right now like sometimes you just don't want to hear that you know you don't want to hear everything's going to be all right you know you don't want to hear you know things are going to be okay or you know that this is there or that's there or and I understand you know 100 percent 100 percent but as we as we talk about this topic and kind of brainstorm this together, you know, sometimes what we need to do is almost kind of, st- uh, you know, kind of take a step back for a little bit. And, um, you know, sometimes sometimes it's good to, quote unquote, disappear. Now, that's not the same thing. I'm not trying to say that's the same thing as ghosting. Right. I'm not. I'm not mentioning that, but sometimes, you know, you need to make, you know, a choice for yourself. And sometimes you just need to, you need to go off on your own for a while, you know, work on yourself, work on your body, work on your mind, you know, work on, work on your spiritual, work on your finances, work on, I mean, just really take time just to, you know, rebuild and reload, you know, because, you know, so many times when we find ourselves in the state where, you know, everybody's telling us it's going to be all right. You know, we've already kind of exhausted everything up to that point. 
So sometimes we just need to take time to go back to, to uh, you know, rethink things, to uh, reevaluate what you're doing, to maybe pick up some things that you dropped. I mean, just there's so many different ways that we can evaluate this uh, this topic. Um, but I think about um, think about David, and specifically in Psalm chapter six, and I think about what David said how he mentioned that his his bed was a bed of tears. You know, I think about what Job said in Job chapter 30, you know, where he mentioned that I'm a byword, right? I'm a joke, right? I'm, I'm all this to people, right? And I think about what these men have said. And as you think about it, especially with David, David always ended up getting some clarity at the end of it. You know, David always mentioned that things were always going to be okay, that he was going to trust in the Lord, that he was going to have that type of confidence that he needed to have in him. And I think sometimes that's where, that's where, you know, our faith lacks because, you know, what's so big right now is basically what you can see, right? So your surroundings, your, you know, who's around you, what's around you, you know, that's all you can see. And so basically moving forward, you know, it's hard for you to see something past what you can already see. We've all been there. You might be there right now. So kind of the question becomes, like, how do we like, what do we do? You know, and again, like I mentioned before, you know, this is this is not kind of a, you know, a quick answer. In my opinion and from my own personal experience, when you're in this situation, at least for me, you know, it might be different for other people. But in my case, you know, I'm I'm the type of guy that, um, you know, when I need to sit back and when I need to reevaluate and when I need to kind of check to see what I'm doing and where I'm going, you know, I don't I'm not the type of guy that can just kind of jump back on the horse and get back on in life and in anything else in, in two months, you know, in three months in a month and six months, you know, I, I try to, I try to evaluate and really look at everything. I, I try my best to really do that. Not saying I'm perfect and I've, I've always done that right, but it takes me a while to reload, right? It takes me a while to reload because I want to be smarter the next time, you know, and we mentioned this before, but, um, Tim Grover, right. Um, you know, as I was listening to one of his motivational talks, you know, he talks about when we find ourselves falling, you know, everybody says, well, just just get another one. You know, just get back on the horse or just try this one or this one's better or this person's better. Just just try it. You know, everybody always just wants to get back up on the horse. But he said, no, you know, the thing that makes you great is to stay down there and understand every single detail, every single reason why you're there and why you fell. And so that's a process that at least for me. And I take my time through it. It's not fun <laughs> to be real. And to be honest, it's not fun. It's not joyous. And to be honest with you, it's not even it's not even advice that I'm happy to tell other people. You know, when I tell people this, this is a long process. You know, everybody kind of wants to get rich quick. You know, well, what can I do in a month? You know, what can I do in three months? What can I do? In, it might take a while, you know. And so during this time where kind of we find ourselves on the ground during this time where we find ourselves, you know, not understanding um, 
you know, our current situation or, or not understanding, you know, what's supposed to happen, you know, um, this, this right here, the moment that we have to cherish this moment. And I know this is going to sound weird, but this moment right here that you're in this moment, you gotta, you gotta, uh, you gotta take the moment because if you let this moment pass and if I let this moment pass, this is a, a growth moment that that all of us are going to miss. And so this is the time right now in your valley where this is the time where you walk with God. And this is not a necessarily a popular answer. This is not necessarily the most fun answer, but this is the right one, because what this does. This gives you and God one-on-one time that apparently you haven't had before. And quite frankly, maybe this was something that needed to happen for you to wake you up and to wake me up. You know, I I think about a book. Again, I I reference this all the time, but Those Who Wait by Rosemary McKnight on Apologetic Express. Great book. Go and grab that if you can. But she goes through a chapter in that book talking about God's will. Right. And everybody, you know, we always talk about we want to do God's will for us or we'll pray that God's will happens, you know. But sometimes I don't think we really know what we're saying. When we pray, you know, let your will be done. You don't know what God's will is, man. I mean, his will and she mentions this in the book, his will for you might be illness. His will might be uh, financial strain. His will might be heartbreak. His will might be, I mean, she goes on and on and all those were specific quotes that she mentioned from the book. But when you think about it, maybe all this had to happen in order for you to be where the Lord wanted you to be. And so this is why at least, and and I'm talking to myself, you know, as well, you know, I'm pointing the finger at me too. You know, this is the moment where really learning to build your relationship with him is crucial. Um, Because if this doesn't happen, you know, if we don't learn to build this relationship with him, it doesn't matter who walks into our lives or who we think is good or or this or that or or whatever we gain. You know, I I heard somebody say this the other day. They said, uh, you really don't know you know, the price that you're paying for the stuff that you're gaining. So essentially the, the thought behind that process was you really don't understand what it's going to take to maintain the things that you think you want. And and it's, it was, it's such a great analogy, you know, because all of us really are kind of in this space because of two reasons of things that we don't have right now and also number two of things we want in the future things that we don't have right now and things that we want in the future and so you know sometimes i'm reminded of i believe it's job chapter if i'm not mistaken i believe it's chapter 38 or 39 or maybe 40 but in those chapters you know, David or not David, Job and his three friends are kind of going back and forth all throughout the book. 
And in that in that chapter, what God does is God finally speaks. And when he speaks, obviously, Job doesn't understand what's going on. But when God speaks, then we start really listening. You know, imagine you've been asking God and this is what Job has been doing throughout the book. Job has been asking God, why is this happening? Job has been asking God, I don't understand. Job has been telling God, I, I remember the days where you used to bless me, where, where you used to walk in my tent, where it felt like things were just going the exact way it was supposed to go. I remember those days. But then God speaks. And basically, he, he mentions in the, I believe it's the first or second verse, who is this that darkens counsel? Basically, who is this that doesn't really understand what's going on? You know, and, and that's that's what I imagine sometimes that God, if he was talking today, what he would say to my face right now, and maybe what he would say to you, you know, Jordan, what are you doing? You know, what are you doing? You know, who who is who is this that that is around you? Who who's telling you who's making you believe things about me? That's not true. Who who is the one that's darkening counsel? Is it you? Is it others? Is it, I mean, who is it that's making you not believe what I'm, what I'm saying? And it's, it's incredible to understand that imagery that's painted in the book of Job of God just going off on just questions. Where were you when I did this? Where were you when I made the behemoth? Where were you when I made the suns and the stars? Where were you when I did that? And so that kind of as and I can't wait to get there on Tuesday nights. But as you sit there, that's a very, very humbling chapter because it makes you really understand the things that you think, you know, you don't know, Jack, (laughs) you know what I mean? You just don't know, you know, and I'm at the point now to being honest in my life where I remember this. I live close to my middle school. And sometimes I go over there and sometimes I walk and sometimes I'll see old teachers and old coaches. But, you know, I like to go over there for the nostalgia of it, you know. So I go over to the school. And when I go over, I remember standing there in eighth grade. And eighth grade was pretty much the time where things started to kind of form for people in their lives. So, you know, for me growing up, eighth grade is when people seriously started dating people. Eighth grade was when people started getting their own things, right, such as their own phones or at that time, early, early permit. Right. You know, they started to develop into who they were going to be. And even then, for me, I was I really didn't know where I, what I wanted to do, you know, where I was going. Um, but in my mind, then I thought, you know what, by the time I'm 24, 25, 26, you know, things will just work out because I'll be older then. And and now sometimes I'll go back to that same spot that I had that thought in. And sometimes I'll just sit there or just walk by myself and just realize, man, you know, I just don't know. I mean, being, being almost 29, you know, I'll be 29 next month and honestly evaluating and say, I just don't know what I, I just don't know enough, you know, like I just don't, I don't know as much as i thought I knew, you know, and that's, it's a humbling place to be in because sometimes when you're my age, 
you know, you feel like you should at least have certain things. And it's not, I'm not saying things aren't going okay. You know, I'm, I'm working, you know, great with the kids here and, um, with school, you know, that's going well. And the Tuesday class is going, going amazing. And, you know, that's great that I'm able to do those things, but there's a lot of things that I just, even at 28, 29, I don't understand, you know, like I, I don't, I don't get it. And I remember, uh, you know, just wanting to figure things out. And, and I don't, I don't really know if there's ever an age where you figure things out. You know what I mean? I, I don't know if that, that's ever true, but I'm reminded of what David mentions in the book of Psalms, how he meditates on the word day and night, you know, and I try my best to, and I, you know, and, and this is great for you guys too. You know, try your best to, you know, study the word on your own and really develop and, and talk to him and really meditate on these things throughout throughout the day. Um, but as you, as we talk about this topic, you know, everything's going to be OK. You know, first, guys, we got to the, the, the way to get out of this. Is a it's a tough road, I'm gonna let you know, but starting today, we're going to walk together, OK? Me and you, we're going to walk together on this starting today. So you won't be by yourself in this. And if you know me, um, hit me up. Let me know um, just so we can know where we're at together. So moving forward, is going to be hard. Okay. Just just being real and being honest. Moving forward is going to be tough because there's going to be some long days. There's going to be some jury days. There's going to be some tough days. Right. Um but you're going to have to take it literally a day at a time, right? To, to understand this phrase, everything's going to be okay. You just got to win the day. You know, don't worry about the next day or, I mean, win tomorrow, win today. And so it's going to be a process where you're going to have to just walk with him every single day. And here's, here's a pitfall that some of us tend to fall into and myself included. A big pitfall when you find yourself in a place where you're trying to crawl back up, if you will, a big pitfall is looking where you are and looking what's happening with other people. Now, this is what you need to do. As easy as it is or as tough as it is, really doesn't matter. You still need to learn how to do this. Because not little do you know, it's going to help your maturity level moving forward. So no matter what happens with other people, number one, do not compare. Do not compare. Don't compare your age to their age. Don't compare what you got to what they've got. Don't compare to what's going on with them to what's going on with you, because that's going to lead to a, a long, dreary, dark road. Do not compare. Comparison is always the thief of joy. But then number two, what we need to do is no matter what happens for anybody else, you always rejoice with them and you weep with them. Always rejoice with them and always weep. As, as hard as it is, or it doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Rejoice with them. Rejoice with them, but also weep with them. So understanding that, that's the first phase. You gotta you gotta take this day by day. This is this is how everything is gonna be alright. You have to take it day by day and each day 
You cannot sit here and compare what someone else has or what's going on with someone else or, you know, what someone else is doing now. You don't you can't do that. It's going to be it's going to be dark. So now that's our first step. So what's our second step? Second step to get out and to start crawling and get out of where, where you're at. The second step is you have to look outside of yourself and look for opportunities to serve other people. Look outside of yourself and look for opportunities to serve other people. Because what this will do, not only are you helping someone else, but also this is this is allowing your heart to continue to get soft. Right? There's so many things we can do. We can go visit the widows, right? We can go visit older members, right? We can go do all these things, but so many times we can get caught up in, you know, what's not here. Or, you know, there's nobody here my age or there's nobody. So we can get caught up in in kind of our own world when we can be out serving other people. And uh, so learn to look outside of yourself. And then here's our third step of what we need to do. Our third step. And this is this is this goes along with step one, but this is hard too. the third step is. It's kind of a two-parter. So the first part of the third step is learn to improve yourself every day. Every day, find a way to get better. Because the great thing about it is others who may have this or may be doing that or maybe having a good time doing this or that, that's fine. But one thing that you know that you're doing that they're not doing is you're getting better. So take the time. And and here's the thing. And I listened to this yesterday from uh, from Ray Lewis. And Ray Lewis talked about uh, essentially last year or two years ago when Tom Brady was in New England, there was a guy that was having a great year with Tennessee in the AFC Championship game. And the guy said, you know what? I want to make Tom Brady look like this, right? I want to make him look terrible, right? And so uh, Ray Lewis you know, he's talking on this talk show. He said, I like the passion. I like what you're doing. But he said, what you got to do? He said, you have to learn to prepare like a master prepares. He said, Tom Brady is a master. And it takes time to be a master. So he said, instead of instead of kind of running your mouth on what you want to do and what you're, he said, you got to learn how to be like him. And so he mentioned this about learning to become that. He said, learning to become a master takes a lot of boring time. And amen to that. See, here's what it is. Learning to become a master and learning to become more like Christ, it's a, it takes a lot of quote-unquote boring time. And what does that mean? Sometimes you're not hanging out and you're not going out on Friday nights. You're not going out on Saturday nights. You don't have a bunch of people around you all the time. You're not you're not getting floods of texts. You're you're not it's just not happening. So the earlier we can accept this, the better. And so during that quote unquote boring time, what can I be doing? What everybody else won't. Taking hours upon hours in prayer, hours and hours on study, hours and hours on improving my body, on improving my mind. Hours upon improving my finances, hours on improving 
myself as a man. That takes a lot of quote unquote boring time. But that boring time that I invest, I promise you that that's going to pay off. That's going to pay off and it's going to pay off for you too. So the first part of step three is learn to become like the master. But in order to do that, it takes a lot of boring time. And it, it takes it takes a lot of time to do some things that some people aren't willing to do. All right. And then here's the second part of part three. Second part of part three is learning to grow and to develop. Learning to grow and develop. So basically what this means, again, remember what Peter mentions, right? Peter mentions, but grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. It takes it takes effort to learn to be like him. And in order to learn to grow, right, we're going to have to set aside time, right? We're going to have to learn to, to, to grow and do what he's, and do what, do what he did. And so as we learn to do these things, guys, look, I understand where you might be at. And I know that through this podcast that we've built this relationship together and I'm thankful that you're here. But understand, as as tough as things are, you don't got to do this by yourself. You don't have to do this by yourself. You know, and, and here's here's something that I want to mention too before we get out of here. Doing this process is one of the hardest things I've ever done because I had to do it a couple years ago, and I'm I'm getting ready to start doing it again. And so. Just as a quick example, when I did this process the first time, I was working at at FedEx, right? And so basically I was preaching, but I wasn't being supported financially preaching. So I had to work um, a a full-time job. And so imagine this, right? You know, I'm at FedEx and I wish I could show you a picture, but in order to get into the compound, you literally... You kind of walk through these doors, you flash your ID, and after you flash your ID, you're literally walking through barbed wire, and it's kind of like a it's a big L to get into the compound. And every single day, man, every single day, it felt like, it looked like you were walking into a jail. And so, I mean, it, it, it just got so mentally draining because you knew you were working hard. You knew you were trying to do what, what Christ wanted you to do. But I mean, every day I was just like, I don't know if I can do it. I, I was just mentally exhausted, you know, and, and it was just rough and the the job was tough. I mean, it was it was hard. And I remember one day, man, I'll never forget this. I will never forget this day as long as I live. I walked into the compound and as I walked into the compound, you know, I was it was just kind of one of those days where um you know, you just didn't want to be there. You know, you just didn't want to, you just didn't want to try anymore. So I remember being in the back of my truck and I remember loading everything. And remember at this time, I'm still preaching too. And also at this time, I'm applying to 200, 300 other congregations and no one else is giving me a shot. And so in my mind, man, I'm questioning so many things. I'm questioning so many decisions I remember being in the back of the truck and I closed my door and I just sit there, man. I just, 
I just let it out. You know, just frustration. Um, I'm pretty sure there were there were a few tears in there. It was just, I was just, I was just done. And I couldn't see a future beyond where I was. I couldn't see a future of doing what I love to do. I thought it was, it was over. It was over. And that day, that was the day that I just, it kind of just hit, it just kind of just hit that day. Like it's, it's, it's over. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's over. And, um, crazy thing about that was maybe a week later, maybe a week and a half. That's when the school started. Well, the school was happening, but you know, that's when class started at at seven on Tuesday. And I remember I go to, I go to, to teach class and an elder walks in, never seen him, never seen him before. And he walks in and, you know, Obviously, then, you know, one week turns into a couple weeks and, you know, we start to talk and I'm happy that he's there and it's it's good to see him there. And, you know, obviously um, one day, you know, maybe a week after this incident that I was talking about, he pulls me aside and he says, hey, um, you know, I understand your situation. Um, we're interested in giving you a job. And I was just like, you know, I was just kind of floored because not too long ago, maybe a week and a half ago, I thought it was over. You know, all of a sudden this opportunity comes out of the blue, changed my life forever. He changed my life. And and that's why I worked so hard, because I want to let them know that they made the right choice. And they were the only ones to give me a chance. And so, guys, when we talk about this topic of everything's going to be okay. The grind of getting to that okay point, the grind is hard. The grind, the, the, the days of just being, you know, monotonous of everything just not working. I mean, the grind is hard. But I will say this about the grind. The great thing about even Psalm chapter 23 with David, David could look back. And David could say throughout all that time, mercy and goodness followed me. And so looking back at those times, for me, you know, for me, that's fuel. You know, for me, that's fuel because I I bottle that up and I control that rage. Not only because I never want to go back there, but also I control it to propel me to be a better man moving forward. And so now as as we talk about this, guys, look, everything is going to be okay. But the process to getting to okay, it's a grind. It's a grind. It's a mental grind and it's a spiritual grind. And, you know, I was looking at this in Philippians 3 the other night. Paul mentioned how he pressed towards the mark. How he's trying to run towards the race of the high calling. But he said, there are many people that have started this. But he said, those that have started and because of the way that they live, because the grind got to them. 
He said they, they started to do what they wanted to do and they become enemies of the cross. You know, guys, we got we to gotta keep going, man. I don't, I don't know where you are in your life right now, but you're probably in that grind. You got, you got to keep going. You got to, you got to do it. And I'm thankful, yes, that I had my parents there, but maybe you don't have anybody. You know, maybe you don't have anybody telling you, hey, let's go. Keep going. Keep grinding. Keep, keep doing exactly what you need to do. I can be that guy for you. Let's go, man. Let's keep going. It's going to be tough. It's going to be hard. We're going to have some tough days. We're going to have some difficult times. We're going to have some times where, you know, we're going to have to express a lot of maturity. We're going to have to express class. We're going to have to express a lot of, uh, uh, you know, of growth. But you got to get better. You got to get better. So this is kind of just kind of a brainstorm and I talk with you, but I think these type of podcasts are good too. So let's learn to understand everything is going to be okay. It is. But the road to get there might be hard, but you're not walking on this road alone. Let, let's go get it. Let's go get it together. So I appreciate you guys listening to the pop-up podcast. If you if you like the um, podcast, you can find it on YouTube or anywhere that you get your podcast. If you want to support monetarily, you can visit anchor.fm slash when the scriptures become real slash support and you can be a monthly supporter we've also got some amazing things coming down the pipe guys we've got some we've got some great news uh about some things about our podcast moving forward and i can't wait to share that with you so the details are not final yet but i'm having a few meetings on it so once those meetings are concluded then uh, i'll kind of let you guys in the loop of of what you guys can do to continue to support so appreciate you guys so much and um you know, let's continue to just work together, uh, grow together, and, um, you know, we're going to get it together. Thanks, guys.